0: <laughs> Spot of gold Hello brothers and sisters and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River I'm your host Jeff Nesbitt We got a special episode for you this week It's actually a bonus episode because we already released one on Saturday And there will be another one as usual on next Saturday But we had this one in between because it's a special episode as you may or may not know, depending on where you are listening to this from, I'm from a small coastal community in southwest Washington. It's a tiny little county down at the southwest corner of Washington State, right at the mouth of the Columbia River, hence, Rambled by the River. It's a small place. There's not a lot going on. We are rural. We're based in fishing, logging, tourism, that kind of thing. Small town stuff and we rely heavily on immigrant labor and we have a lot of immigrants in our community and we love them growing up many of my friends were hispanic and there's mexican families all over our community they're a major part of our community all part of the same bunch we're all just a bunch of coastal people you know when trump took office in 2016 i remember starting to hear him talk about immigration reform and cracking down on illegal immigration And I didn't think too much of it. I really didn't put too much thought into it. I especially didn't think it was going to impact my life. And maybe that was short-sighted of me. Maybe that was ignorant. I didn't feel like it was going to affect my community. I just didn't see the impacts that were really just around the corner. My American citizenship is something that I have always taken for granted. I was born into it. It's not something I earned. And it's something that I have just always known as part of who I am, It's part of my identity. Even there have even been times when I was not grateful and acted like a spoiled little brat about being an American. And I think, you know, a lot of us are guilty of that. But the truth is we're lucky to be here. The truth is this really is a great country and people from all over the world want to be here. And we're here. A lot of us talk about how we're the greatest country on earth and I believe that's true. I don't really know what I'm basing that off of, but I feel like it's true in my heart. I want it to be true. And part of being the greatest country on earth means setting the greatest example for everyone else. It means treating disadvantaged populations with love and respect and care. It means finding where we can be of service to others and then actually doing it. It especially means keeping families together And allowing the American dream to be something that actually exists that you can pursue and find and achieve my guest today is Mario Rodriguez Mario is an accomplished educated kind man and he's being kicked out of his home because he did not have the right paperwork this imaginary line that we drew on the ground is determining this man's life and I get it I get it. Like, there's complicated factors here, and if you zoom out, there's some obvious issues that we have to consider. I hear you. If we are the best country on Earth, and we have open borders, isn't everybody just gonna come here? And then jobs won't be available, chaos ensues. But I really don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know much of anything. I'm not an immigration expert, I'm just a guy. And I'm I'm just sitting down here today to talk to another guy, who really needs our help and who's being treated unfairly and who has so much to offer society but he's being thrown away it's fucked up it's been really hard for me to get through this one because i don't know how i can help or if i can even and that's sad and frustrating because it's not rational to deport somebody who's highly skilled who loves to give back who has established himself as a useful member of the community and a contributing member of society, they're going to send him away? It makes no sense. I don't get it. And it's upsetting to know that that's where we're at as a country right now. I don't know how to solve these problems. I'm not claiming to know how to solve these problems. But I do know that if we all treat each other with love, things will get better. So leading up to this episode, I wanted to not sound like an idiot, so I did a little bit of research on immigration. And I realized it's a lot more complicated than I even knew, which I already thought it was complicated, but I've really never fully dug in and researched it. Looked deep into it in earnest and tried hard to understand the problems, the big problems, the small problems, the fact that this is people's lives that we're dealing with. And it's it's very complicated because It's not just like there's illegal immigration and legal immigration, but there's a lot of stuff in between. Things get real complicated. There's different rules for different people. A lot of it was based in racist policies from the past. I don't have nearly enough time to cover all of that in this intro, but I just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time that there are resources out there, and I encourage you to go out and look at them yourselves. If you'd like to better understand how this immigration issue has directly affected this specific community, The BBC made a short documentary called The Missing The Consequences of Trump's Immigration Crackdown It was filmed locally And it's full of familiar faces If you're from around here It's a really good documentary And I highly recommend it It really captures this issue And I put a link to it in the show notes Another good resource Is a New York Times article Posted October 2nd, 2019 Hey, it's my wife's birthday Shout out, babe uh, it's called, How ICE Picks Its Targets in the Surveillance Age. And this article really does a good job of kind of portraying the fear that was felt and probably is still being felt throughout this community as people are just starting to disappear. It's not good, scary stuff. I wanted to also shout out Pacific County Immigrant Support and their website is PCISupport.org support.org. Mario mentions them quite a few times throughout this interview. He's actually on their board of directors now. And they sound like a great resource. And if you are an immigrant in need of assistance or you want more information, I would definitely take a look there. I have provided links to all of these sources of information that I've just mentioned on the show notes for this episode. So I got this book called They Take Our Jobs written by Aviva Chomsky. The name rung a bell, and I looked up a picture, and it's just Noam Chomsky in a gray wig. And so that's that's just a joke. It's actually his daughter. And it's a great book. Um, but it's, it's very much about how there's 20 myths that a lot of people believe about immigration and immigrants and things that are not true, like the title of the book, They Take Our Jobs. That's a myth. And she goes in to explain all of that and... It's a, it's a great read and I, I recommend it. And I didn't get through the whole thing. I got only about halfway through, but I learned a lot just in a short amount of time. And it, it really kind of put a lot of stuff in context for me. Immigration's hard for me to understand because I, you have to think of it with two minds. On the one hand, you have the small scale where it's situations like Mario, where this is a, an individual, a human being, who I know and I'm talking to and I can have a relationship with. And he needs a home. He needs to be able to live where he's built a life. If you wanna just take emotion out of it and look at the larger scale, which is what you really have to do as a policy it's a It's an issue of resources and resource allocation and all of that stuff just becomes very muddled. So it's it's hard to be able to, at the same time, understand the micro without forgetting the macro and vice versa. So I'm doing my very best to understand this very complicated issue And I'm just trying to do it without being an asshole, I think. Yeah, because I really care about this country, I love this country. I want this country to be successful and healthy and thriving. But I also love people. I love people more than I love this country. I really think of us as all one big organism. We're the big human organism. And the imaginary lines that we draw in the dirt to determine where you can go and where you can't go. Yeah, I'm talking about the borders. They are just not that important to me. And I really don't think they're important to anybody when it comes right down to it, because it's just about resources. That's why the borders are important. Everybody wants what's theirs, but I don't know. I think we all should just love each other. Mario Rodriguez is a very busy guy. Not only has he worked in the school system as a teacher's assistant and in English as a second language instructor for years, but he also does extra stuff that goes above and beyond the average person. He is the guy who people call when they need an interpreter to go with them to the doctor. He's the guy who people call when they need help studying for their citizenship exam, ironically. He's the guy you call when you need help because everybody knows Mario is a good dude and he'll help you out. That's the reputation that he has established for himself in his nearly two decades in this community. Yeah, it's just abundantly clear that he's a good dude. We really got to support this guy. We need him in our community and we can't afford to lose the good people we have. Not only is it important for him specifically because he deserves this treatment. He deserves good treatment. But it's important for everybody because we need to set a precedent and establish what is fair and what is just. Without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Mario Rodriguez.
1: I'm free.
2: A little piece of Mexico. <laughs>
0: uh, what do we got here? Oh, whoa. Wow. That's not a present. It's used. That's awesome. <laughs> this is cool. It looks handmade. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, my name is Mario Rodriguez. All right. So, welcome, Mario. Welcome to my little studio crab shed here. That's nice. Oh, <laughs> thank, <still> you. Nice. <laughs> thank you. nice. Thank you. We were connected by a mutual friend who said that you are looking for some publicity uh, regarding legal case and so that's why you're on the show today and I it's a good opportunity just to get to know you as a person so I thought we could start with a couple questions about you know how you ended up in this community and what your what your roots here are and and how you know who you are who you are as a person so first of all how, how long have you been in uh, this area? I have been here for 18 years,
2: and it comes, it's two reasons I came here. First, because one of my brothers that I'm very close with is living here longer than myself. And the other reason is that uh, during the Great Depression, my grandfather worked be, uh, building the uh, train tracks in this area, in this state. By 1930s, 1930s, 1930s. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you got deep history so, here. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know where he was. He lasted here f- for about five years and went back home in Mexico and didn't come back. Okay, uh, what part of Mexico? It's Michoacan. It's the state of Michoacan. It's South Mexico. It's between Michoacan. Well, the capital is Morelia. Is It's... Uh, ha- uh, Four hours for Mexico, to Mexico City and four hours to Guadalajara City, the two largest cities in the country. So okay. we are in the middle.
0: So prior to the last 18 years, is that where you grew up? Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. Well, my childhood was in different states in Mexico because of my father's job. He was a, a elementary school teacher and eventually a principal. In Mexico, there is a system that is boarding school system with, that is different than boarding schools in the U.S. Because here I hear that the boarding schools are for rich people. Yeah, I think and so. And in Mexico, boarding schools in that system is the contrary. It's for poor kids. Is it uh, government funded? Is government fully funded. And Is that it, a good system? Is it's a very good system. Uh, many great people, important people in different areas, have been in those uh, schools. There are there were because some states didn't have that those uh, schools anymore but there were 28 uh, boarding schools in the system and my father was a uh, principal in those boarding schools okay. so he was transferred from one state to another and then he wanted to be in a, a capital city because of my eldest brother's studies so he wanted to be in a big city to have university so they could attend uh, the school so you know, like his
0: social status uh,
2: yes. Okay. So, uh, but he couldn't get a, a state capital. So, the, uh, he was in the state of Mexico, state of Morelos, Guerrero, uh, Tlaxcala, Guanajuato, and eventually he came back uh, to Michoacan. By the way, he was a student in uh, in a boarding school. He was he was 18 years old. When he finished his fourth grade in his hometown, which was old enough to be, (laughs) very old to be in fourth grade. Thirteen? Eighteen years old. Oh, eighteen. Eighteen. For fourth grade. For fourth grade. Yeah, that is a bit old. So his school teacher uh, persuaded him to go to a big city where he didn't know. It was, right now it's 15 minutes to travel from that town to the city. Mm -hmm. But at that time, it was a full day Walking or mm-hmm. in a long no freeway. Or, yeah, and he when he didn't he didn't have any relatives uh, relatives living in the city, so he got uh, in those boarding schools and eventually became a principal. So I was in five different boarding schools because he need to travel with us. Uh, we are eleven siblings, and he was alone, far away from from town from our hometown.
0: Oh, okay. So let me get this straight. Your uh, so your father was going through school as you were a small child, still, right? No. Okay, no. so if, he, was done,
2: he was done. He was done. He studied as much as possible to become teacher. A principal. So stayed yeah, in the system uh, yeah, through. Yeah, all the way. Until so, he was
0: running the show.
2: So that that makes me fee- be a lonely guy because while I was in the boarding school, no one wants to be friend of the
0: school principal. Oh yeah. So can't no, trust them. No, 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so
0: so that did that force you have to have to be really creative about how you make friends? Yeah. Yeah, if I just wanted to have a true friends,
2: not not friends that would want to take advantage of my father's
0: position or mm-hmm. my own position in that uh, schools. Mhm. Well, for the last 18 years, what, what have you been up to here? What, are, what is it that you do with your when time? When
2: I came here, I came here uh, in a self-imposed asylum. At that time, I didn't want to say anything. But the truth was that I came here because I'm gay. And that was the whole thing back in Mexico. I didn't want to fight to to be treated like that, like, the, like people treat gay Community in Mexico, even in, in a small town, the smaller the smaller the town, the worse. But here we are, and I see a difference, it's yeah. a huge difference in even in, in the schools, in your workplace, in the health system, also. So uh, I didn't even one no 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 one in my family knew about that. So it happened uh, ten years ago that I just wanted to say something. I know that being gay is a very difficult. It was hard for myself to accept myself as a gay person. I'm not dating anyone. I'm not looking for anyone. That's the way it is, and I am. And so I have to accept myself as, as gay person. And I have found here uh, good people, great people, and it's a small community. But still, everyone is together. Yeah, it's very supportive. Found support of people so even when i told my brother you know i'm gay he didn't even accept me really at this point half of my siblings i told you we are 11. so only five of them know about myself being gay and how did those five other than the brother and i have a sister who lives in la Mm -hmm. and i thought she was going to be the more openly oh that's great i have friends that are gay because i know she has friends who are gay. But when I told her, she just wanted to uh, not know nothing about that.
0: Did you guys grow up pretty religious? Yes. Yeah, I assume so. In fact,
2: I'm a very religious person.
0: Do you struggle with that still? Dealing with that part of it? Yeah,
2: that's a fight because I'm Catholic. I used to go to the church, but uh, being gay is one thing
0: separated to the other and just trying to, to keep that on that way. I really think that's something a lot of People with a religious background. I don't know if you're still practicing Catholic or not, but I don't think it even matters. When you grow up with that training yeah. in your mind, it's 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 hard to accept yourself when it and when it's something you can't change, like your sexual orientation. That puts you in a difficult position.
2: Yeah, I, I even received visits at home from this the Mormon community. And we had conversations, but I told them since, and I tell everyone who comes home. In religious purposes, I just let them know, you know, I open my door. You are welcome to come, but I won't change my, my religion. I will keep being Catholic. It's the way my father, my mother uh, grew me up, so I won't change that. And they try to persuade me to become more That's their job. Yeah, and I know it's a job, and they want something else.
0: Yeah, because yeah. Um, I grew up religious, too. A Christian, non-denominational, pretty much. And I, I struggle with all kinds of parts of, you know, guilt and shame about, you know, who I am or what I want to be or things I'm into. And, and I, I really, as I've aged, have come to terms with it and realize, like, you know, God is going to love me either way. It says it right there in the Bible. Yeah. Like, you can just be happy with who you are and be grateful for your gifts and, and you know, rock what you got.
2: Yeah, and we are dealing with uh, Terranal people, or people in this world, yeah. not with God. I, we know we God loves us as we are. So.
0: Yeah, outside of this little realm that we're in now. Yeah, even my, my brother is more religious
2: than myself. He goes every week to church. I work on weekends. When I have time, I go, but that doesn't mean that I'm uh, missing my believings. I, every day, pray to God, to the people to the, how we are living right now with this COVID thing and, and it's very hard but I'm still and God knows me. <laughs> yeah. He that's, knows the way I am and if I'm good or not. That's what's important. And at the end we are going to see him and and have a test if we enter his kingdom or not.
0: Yeah, see, I, I did not expect this conversation to go th- this direction, but this is great. I love yeah. talking about this stuff. Yeah. And I I, I can see it on your face that you do have that real connection to your creator. And you talk, yeah. like, I, I try to foster that because it, I think it's really important to understand what we're all doing here.
2: Yeah, and, and religion is one of the hardest uh, conversations in every... Uh, setting, mm-hmm. with the family, with the friends, with the school, because I used to say, I don't talk about politics, religion, uh, when we are having a dinner, a good dinner, or because it, this is going to end in not good uh, Yeah, almost <laughs> almost never. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it, it's good to talk about it sometimes, yeah. because it, it does, you know, help people to, you know, formulate their own ideas, okay. especially on an outlet like this, where people a lot of times I'm just babbling, you know. People know I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just yeah. trying to be honest. Yeah. And um, that, with the religion thing, can get me into trouble because I think a lot of Americans are brought up to just focus on individuality so much and nonconformity that when it comes to religious stuff, it's really hard to fully, you know, give in and let it just Wash over you like that. I struggle with that big time. I don't even like to chant at football games. <laughs> I, I'm worried it's gonna brainwash me somehow. Yeah. Like uh, I'll do the wave, but you know, beyond that, no go. Um, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Can uh, we can we pick it back up? Where you're you're in Mexico. Your dad's a principal, and you know you're a young kid. What did what did you know about America at that point?
2: Well, I my all my uh, mom's. Uh, siblings are American citizens or permanent residents in California and Illinois. So uh, there is a connection. My mom had that opportunity but she just didn't she wanted but there is always uh, a reason So she just she passed away a few years ago so time flies and I'm still here dealing with this. Thing and I came here uh, with my uh, visa, tourist visa. Uh, so I just, I had that uh, in Mexico. By the way, when you go to the American embassy and get your, if you get your visa, you think you are in. Mm-hmm. And you can do everything here, and you come here and you realize that no, it's used to come for conditional. Yeah, conditional, and it lasts ten years. So I could go and. And come back and go and and come back again. But I just wanted to stay here.
0: Yeah, you uh, built a life yeah,
2: here. Yeah, and and it, it my visa expired in 2010. I know that uh, releasing my or f- hiring a lawyer, which I tried to do in 2010. I could uh, fix my situation in in a good manner, but uh, when I went to see my lawyer, uh, that lawyer at the time, they didn't give me a good response. They said, "No, there is no way that you can." They didn't see a way to make money yeah. off of you. <laughs> yeah, and I I knew I I knew this time at this moment that I they could do many things because that that issue could help me. Uh, and you were working at the time, correct? And I have been working. I work at the school district for 12 and a half years. Uh, and what did you do there? I was teacher's assistant. I was a, a migrant, program, migrant education program, home
0: visitor, recruiter, a
2: interpreter,
0: a coordinator. So I, you were taking I, the skills that you... Had because you were an immigrant and you were using yeah. them to better the lives of people who live here and of people who are also immigrants.
2: Yeah, and I uh, I was also teacher's assistant not only for the migrant education program but for the bilingual program. So that that gave me the opportunity to interact with foreign students not only from Latin America but f- from China, from uh, uh, the Philippines. Uh, Thailand uh, so I could learn something a students that came from China that didn't even know how t- hi hello they ended. they crying and I had to make funny faces to let them feel comfortable mm-hmm. and so providing quite there. a
0: bit of value to the community
2: yeah so and I don't want to to say that because it's not for me it's yeah. the people who has to judge my my performance at the school and I know I have, this is a great community, the education community is a very, very good community. I have, I still have very good friends. I, going to, to the future, I eventually was picked up by uh, immigration due to my situation and the previous administration, they target immigration community very bad, mostly in this area in the Pacific, North, in the whole
0: country. There was a string string of people picked up there. How did
2: they pick this small area, the Pacific County, being or having a lot of
0: places? But that's not the issue. It's why. I remember when Trump was first elected and he started talking about how they were going to increase immigration enforcement. And I I remember a specific thought in my head being like, oh, that I I imagined it being near the Mexican border. Um, or areas that were, I just didn't think it was going to touch our small little community. And then within six months, it was really, really prevalent. Yeah. Did you feel like that when when Trump was elected? It
2: was very valid, uh, with some little difference, but I could feel how uh, what uh, Jewish people felt when it happened World War Two, with the difference because. Uh, the physical torture or that many things, but the but feeling the itself, the persecution, that was a, a bad thing to, I use, it, it was very bad. And that things like uh, people that w- didn't use to say anything, they just came out of the shadows and they were expressing their racism, their uh, discrimination toward, towards us. Yeah.
0: So, <clears throat> I actually just had a guest on the other day who said, who mentioned that, that it seems like as soon as Trump got elected, suddenly you were allowed to be racist towards Mexicans. Yeah, And you see now, another uh, consequences, now they are targeting
2: Asian people, so... Yeah. For the events that have been
0: f- uh, happening a few days ago, so... When really influential people say stuff... Yeah. ...negative about big groups, it's there's downstream effects. Yeah. It's, yeah, not good.
2: Yeah, so... So that's what happened. I started working at the school district. I lasted there. Uh, I started in mainly in the high school in 2003. Uh, then I was uh, moving from different schools in this, uh, but it's always at the high school.
0: But I was moved to middle Could school. Could you pull that mic just a little bit closer to your face?
2: Uh, there you go. Perfect. I. Was moved to work in the middle school, eventually also in the elementary school, in Ocean Park. uh, So they
0: were getting their money's worth out of you. Yeah. Yeah, Sending you all over the place.
2: uh, And since I was, I had part of my time was to interpret for people in the clinics when they had their kids having uh, the physical examinations. People, they used call me, hey, Mario, uh, I have my, my child's appointment, can you go? So I used to go there. But then the school uh, stopped paying me the, those services, but people kept calling me, Mario, Maestro Mario, can you please go with me to the appointment? And they kept doing that for years, and they still call me once in a while because they know that I'm not in the school anymore, but mm-hmm. they still call me uh, call me for advice, or a couple of days ago i I received a a message from someone who wants to become become a citizen and wants to practice the test to become a citizen. And since I was a, a ESL teacher at college in Ilhuaco, I had my students learning English. So,
0: At the Grays Harbor campus uh, out, yes, near the Yes,
2: campus Ilwaco. So I have my group of students, and part of my curriculum is to give them the, the U.S. citizenship test. And we study that, and we grab one question, and we go deep to that question, a little story. I give the lectures, and then we answer that question because they they used to memorize the answer, but they don't know the background. So I Mm -hmm. try to teach them the background so they know if they forget, they will remember uh, how I taught them eventually.
0: Yeah, that's like a principle of learning is putting things in context. So you would do that for people. And I imagine that's pretty hard when you don't have it as your first, English as your first language. It's
2: very hard, it's very hard. So I know when, when people is learning English, I know how, because I was in, the, in
0: those shoes at in one time. So if you came 18 years ago, that was 2002? 2002. 2002. Yeah. And when did you start working in the schools? Oh, it's 2003. 2003? Yeah. And then In 2004, I just started working at the school. So I think we must have overlapped. Were you at the high school between 04 and 2007? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when I was there too. We we yeah. were there at the same time.
2: I remember more more my your your brother. Oh yeah. Yes, because the the day after I came here in two thousand three, it was night. The day after Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and the following day it was raining very hard, very bad that that night, and the following day it was beautiful day. So my brother and my nephews, we went to uh, Long Beach downtown, so I was ne- the new guy on town. So we, we got to the Long Beach Park, where there was a father with kids, and they invite us to have a, a basketball game. Among those kids was Jake, oh, your, really? your brother, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and his friend Dustin. Those are the two names. Dustin uh,
0: Manley, probably.
2: I, I don't remember.
0: Really. That's funny. Yes, but. Yeah, small world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you got picked up by immigration, was it ICE, I, Immigration and Customs Enforcement? Yeah, yeah. How did they do it?
2: We have a saying in Spanish that says that the worst enemy of a Mexican is another Mexican. It's sad, very sad to say. But that's the truth. And so that's what happened in my case because I still don't know. And well, and eventually the person uh, say that it was because of him. So it was happening. And since I say hello to everyone, it happened in the post office, Long Beach post office. I get out of my car, someone called my name. And at the same time, when I was turning around, I was extending my my hand to say hello to the person. So he was, like, in shock, like, surprised. So he had no sure option to to shake hands with me. So that was where, and then he told me, you know who we are? And he was showing me his badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't mean that I w- will take my my. It doesn't hand. make you not a nice guy. yeah. yeah. So they they told me we have this report and you overspied your permit here, so we have to take you. Wow. Yeah, we have a a trip to uh, Portland. Uh, Their supervisor had to take the decision. So the decision was that I would have to go to a Northwest Detention Center in Tacoma, where I spent about a month uh, dealing with... uh, the immigration situation, so I stay there. So. How are the conditions there? It, fortunately, I can say that Norway's detention center, according to what I know, is the best in all the country. That might not be saying much. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, because it was at, at least the, the place that I stayed, it was clean. We were priced if we had to our place clean. And the guards, the geo, the geo group is this group that manages the the uh, detention centers. It's a private uh, organiz, uh, not organization, a uh, uh, enterprise, and Which they, is weird. Yes, because they charge I think three hundred dollars per detainee a day. Wait, to taxpayers. Yeah. 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 And, so it, Gotta fill those it beds. was a clean, yeah, it's like five star. It's business. <laughs> yeah, it's a business. So by the way, I brought here for you to see. This is a little bag that I could take. You can see there is the coffee, a tea. Oh, this is jail coffee. Yeah, it's, you put it in the hot water and you get a coffee, but yeah, it doesn't. sounds all right. It doesn't taste anything, but it's still coffee. Does it have
0: caffeine in it?
2: No, I don't think so. Oh, if, you wa- no good. if you wanted something, with you, you have the commissary with mm-hmm. the price where the prices are so high. Can you work and get? You can money? work and get one dollar a day. <laughs> That's uh, not very good. And you work eight hours or f- at least four hours, and in the kitchen or in the laundry, mm-hmm. and one dollar a day. That's slave
0: labor, basically. Yeah, yeah. The prison system's got some problems yeah I mean, that's, I, it, that's probably outside of the actual prison system but sounds very similar yeah i met people from many countries from india pakistan uh,
2: haiti uh, venezuela colombia and, and I, most of these people are not criminals they're detainees no 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 because they divide us and they give you a uniform it's blue green and, and orange so the blue are the the good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good people, the green one they had uh, DUIs, mm-hmm. and the orange they are they
0: have. Of yes. Oh, okay, so they got a little yeah. rating system, and they are in separate. So in you separate stick with the paths. blues, you're pretty safe. Greens, yeah, yeah maybe maybe yeah. avoid the greens, but definitely yeah, we don't have, go buy the oranges. We, they had together greens and blues. Mm, okay. Yeah, wow. and so you were there for a month. Less than a month. Less than a month. Yeah. How did you end up getting out? Did uh, they somebody have to pay a bond or something? Uh, when
2: you are there, you are uh, scheduled to have a hearing from a judge, so you have to explain, and then you you have the access to a, a telephone to contact your relatives, and then eventually to hire a lawyer. So my my brother outside he hired a lawyer, uh, and he went to see me right away, and then I explained. So that was the first uh, time when I had to release my uh, gay situation to him because uh, he realizes realized that uh, from that thing he could f- uh, fight my case. Okay. The thing that I wanted to do at the beginning. Yeah. So when those lawyers told me that it wasn't possible, he said, it's possible. I don't know how they tell you no. Because when I had my hearings, my lawyer told me, my my Josh told me why you didn't uh, fix your situation. I went. I have proved that I went to uh, a law, an immigration lawyers in Portland, and it's what they told me. I wanted to fix it, but that's the reason. So I had the the hearing, and the hearings was uh, uh, they they schedule another hearing while in detention. So. Uh, it happened like 15 days after the first one. And then, uh, uh, my lawyer told, uh, oh, by the way, all the bonds were about uh, uh, above $20,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah, all, uh, it was it was very common. Uh, uh, when people came to the pod and said, how much, did, were you granted to to be released? Yes, so how much? Are you going to pay twenty thousand or thirty thousand? That's insane. So did you have and to take out loans for that? So my my lawyer proposed. He said Mario worked for the school system. He is very good citizen. He has no records. He has paid his taxes, which is one of the things that we, many
0: Americans don't understand. That's one because, of the major myths yeah, that immigrants don't yeah, pay taxes. Yeah, and, oh, the only immigrants who don't pay taxes are the ones who aren't working. <clears throat> because the ones who work do pay taxes they pay yeah. income tax they pay federal income tax and depending on what state they live in they pay state income tax and the uh, the reason they pay less in taxes is because they make less money if they got paid better they would a, pay more in taxes
2: yes, it's according what they get in one year period so they pay accordingly so there is no way yeah anyway yeah. go ahead yeah so so my, my lawyer told them that I'm a good citizen, that I'm very well-known here in the community. And he said, and I propose a $7,500 bond. So the judge, uh, the, judge not cheap. the judge, uh, she used used to look at the papers and the computers. She never made eye contact with the people. She just was typing. And when she heard that I was uh, working at the school, that I was... At the college at that time, attending college, taking classes at college, and volunteering in many uh, things. So at that time, she looked at me, and she observed me. And then my lawyer proposed that amount, and she said, that's very fair enough. So, okay, I will grant that.
0: Wow, because so, you didn't fit the stereotype. Yeah. that she probably had. In her so head.
2: all my, I, I was saving money to go to college to finish my two uh, last years to become a, an elementary school teacher or middle school teacher. So all my savings were to pay that uh, that bond. But that's terrible. That's still there. When I fix my situation, they will uh, return that money. Well, that's good. Uh, with with interest. Nice. <laughs> yeah. When I get back to my pod, uh, everyone was uh, ex- uh, asking me, what, what happened? What happened? Because in my pod, they, they, they start, uh, uh, when I got there, I was known for the teacher. That's mm-hmm. what they told me, the teacher. So they, they, they go, uh, let's go and ask the teacher. And let's go and ask the teacher. So when I this get- This is
0: in, when you were incarcerated?
2: In te- yes. Yes, the people, they know that I work at the school. So and a
0: pod, is that like a cell block?
2: Yes, okay. yes, and we are free mm-hmm. there, so. Yeah, why would they have you in cells? Yeah. Your yeah. blues. Yeah, so so they asked me, how much was your your, your bond? $7,000. $7,500. Really? Yes, and, and after that, I was looking the news, people from the community, so they started lowering the the, the highest amount of bond.
0: Oh, maybe you yeah. set a precedent. Yeah, that was
2: interesting. I said, I think I set the precedent for many things that happened afterwards, because when I had my uh, uh, hearing, when I was released, I still had a hearing, a big hearing. So they So, what was
0: your legal status after you were released?
2: I'm in, in uh, how they call it. I'm in limbo right okay. now. Okay. Uh, uh, so the the Josh, after hearing all my my what, my argument, all my files, the proofs, everything, uh, he told me, you know what? Uh, we are supposed to give the response right away. So I won't tell you response right now. I'm going
0: to tell you the response in 30 days. You will receive it by email. The, wait, she said, wait, she or he? <laughs> he, said, he said that they're not supposed to tell you right away? Uh, they were supposed. But they weren't going
2: to. No, because they, they are changing and they have to
0: analyze, to read carefully. They didn't provide you with a justification other no, than that? No, it's just the way that they were starting working at, at that mm, moment. Because they were bottlenecked probably with cases. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's what happened. I have many cases. And, and then I have to wait. It was, it's a very, it's a pain in the back, just waiting, waiting gives the devil's time. And it's, it's long pressure. I have a friend who had to, he just threw the towel in and flew, flew back to Mexico. He self-deported back to Mexico, leaving here his little child oh. and his partner and he he used to tell me, Mario, fight until the end. Don't make the mistake I made. But it, I know that it was hard. It was so stressful living in this situation.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's continuously stressful. Yes, it's very
2: stressful. And I I received the response after three days. The response was no. Uh, he explained many things, but. Uh, and I have tell people that when I receive a letter from the Department of Justice, of every, I just read the main thing. I don't go through everything because I, I feeling that I'm going to explode. Mm-hmm. That is too much stress. That I use no. Okay, you that's got the fine.
0: answer, and then you yeah. deal with it.
2: I haven't. I have envelopes that I put everything back. But I know that they explain detailly.
0: But uh, that's my lawyer's job. So. Yeah, and I guess you probably know it's not going to change the situation. So when she said no, better.
2: okay, so I told my lawyer. My lawyer told me we get a communication. So we went to the court of Appealings, which is in I think in Virginia. So he prepared the case. The case was sent over there, and they deny my case again. On what grounds? Just
0: uh, an arbitrary no.
2: Yeah, so they, they read the all my file and they said no because Mario can't work in Mexico. He has shown that he is uh, very educated, that he has worked mm-hmm. in the school system, so he can't work in the school system in Mexico. But that's not the question. I'm not that here to like looking for a job. Yeah, I'm I, looking
0: for a protection. Or, uh, <clears throat> so you were trying to what exactly were you applying for? You're seeking asylum. I'm seeking asylum because okay. that's the the way I can
2: apply. So then the, the Court of Appealings they say no and in addition to the previous judge they added more things. So then uh, the last resource is the Ninth Circuit, which is in San Francisco in California. So I hired a different lawyer. So my new lawyer uh, he told me that uh, he found several inconsistencies in the of appealing and in the in the first my first judge so now he's uh, uh, appealing to the ninth circuit about that and that, that is going to last about that year so probably next year I'm going to receive some but this is the last resource if they and my lawyer was very clear he told me Mario they most of the time deny cases no one wins
0: to the ninth circuit and is that true even in Biden's America?
2: That's what we are waiting for, that uh, with this new uh, president, uh, things can change in the immigration system.
0: It seems like they certainly changed a lot with the last yeah, yeah, changing Yeah, at, at least power.
2: stopping 400 days, the race, ICE rates is a huge ch- uh, change, even though it was, I think, uh, federal uh, judge blocked that thing, but for 15
0: days and i wonder what it was about or it could have probably just been trying to appeal to his base and there may have been more xenophobic people out there than i was aware of but it it seemed like he really went in hard on immigration and racial ethnic issues period yeah
2: and yeah, we know that all this uh, immigration situation is not about democratics or republicans is every everyone yeah yeah because it was ronald reagan he was Republican, and the last immigration reform was, was with him. Mm-hmm. He was the one who proposed the last immigration reform. And he was a pretty so,
0: hardcore Republican also.
2: Yeah, and, and it hasn't happened. That doesn't make
0: sense to me because of the fact that, you know, a lot of, I, I in my mind, I associate the Republican life with, like, a rural life, which is a lot of times based in agriculture, which is fully dependent on yeah. immigration from Mexico. It can't. Really work without it, and eh? and that industry is struggling now mm. badly. And
2: we know we we need each other. We can say, oh, America needs us. And we have to say we need each other. In the we summer the of job.
0: 2018, I took a drive through through the gorge oh. with my brother and my dad, and we drove through the a couple of these apple orchards the and peach peach orchards that had been very productive farms just a couple of years earlier before Trump's and immigration policies took effect. There was fruit rotting on the ground. As far as you could see in both directions there, no one, no one to pick it. And granted, that's not a great system anyway, that, that exploits these workers. But I I don't know what's, I don't know if that it's any better to deport them. Yeah, than,
2: And someone so. has, someone has to do that job.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a tough situation. Yeah. It's tough on the, on the micro level because you can get so emotional about it because it's these people's lives. It's your life. Yeah, and,
2: and I, I understand that, that uh, the purpose of the people coming here to work. I know my situation is a little different, but I'm still here. I'm still immigrant. And I know also that immigrant is a human right yeah we we don't want to go other places and take other people's jobs it's just uh, what is happening here if we had the condition in in our countries, it would be different
0: yeah and the, that's another myth anyway yeah that that immigrants take american jobs yeah. <laughs> just like we just said those yeah, jobs it happen those jobs are are gonna just go vacant if, yeah. if the immigrants don't take them because yeah, they you yeah I don't know if you
2: watched that documentary in one eastern state. They just started uh, firing or taking people from the jails to go and work in the fields. And all of them, they just quit the very first day. And just one of over a hundred guys, he said, "You, I would probably return tomorrow. But
0: everyone left. Everyone else just <laughs> would rather sit in jail yeah. <laughs> than go do that work. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not easy stuff. Yeah. But it, it seems like it's, it's kind of a win-win if, if you're able to take one of these jobs, <clears throat> endure probably horrible living conditions for a time, send money back home where it's worth way more, and build your life home and then go back eventually. And I, I'm sure that's what workers' visas are for. Yeah. But in your situation, you came here, you're an educated man, and you started building a life here and adding value to the community and really embedding yourself in it. It makes no sense to me that they would send you away. It, yeah. it just really seems illogical. It's,
2: it's, it's what you say illogical, but is unfair at the same time because I, I think I, is not myself to say it, but I think I deserve, I deserve that. I absolutely became a volunteer. I volunteered for two years in. Coast Community Radio. Uh, oh, what did you uh, do for Coast Community Radio? It, there is, they have a show, a radio show that is called Sonidos Latinos, Latin Sounds. And I used to play uh, every Thursday night. Wow. So I played the kind of mm, Latino music uh, because so you're
0: bringing cultural enrichment as well. We
2: we, we used to if you turn your radio, you will hear a, a radio station that is called La Grande, mm-hmm. and you say that's some Mexican music. And they most of the people think that's Mexican music, but Mexican music or uh, music from Latin origin, uh, Latino origin is very good music. It's if a big you market You find too. the 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 proper performer performers, you will find a. So I have my radio shows. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I it, had to leave the program, the show, because I had I had classes at college that day, so I had to uh, balance and decide. Mm-hmm. What so
0: how much has this messed with your life on a, on a day to day level? So like, are you still able to do the stuff with the college? Are you still able to find work? Are you still able to support yourself? How much has this affected your life?
2: Well, it's a lot because I'm not working in the school which is my life it's like if if someone cuts what you want to do it's like you take a toy from a kid he, he wants his only toy and, and this is what is happening to me you
0: feel I'm, like it's really your calling yeah, to work I, in I'm, schools
2: I'm still working at the hotel businesses and I'm still there I'm still working at college and just trying to wait until my situation gets solved and just keep contributing. I'm, I'm a there is an organization that is called Pacific County Immigrant Support, and this organization was created while I was detained, but uh, they didn't know about me. It was just creating at the same time when I was released. They contacted me, one of the members contacted me and invited me to help them in for interpreting for people, <clears throat> translating documents. So I just like, they want to offer you a hel- job. Helping them and then they they wanted me to be part of the board of directors. So now I'm part of the board of directors. I help them interpret, translate, uh, being a liaison between families and the organization. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to to provide a Zoom training uh, know Your rights for Latino people because people need to know what to do in case they are detained by ICE. Okay. So that that's they don't make the same mistake. Issue. That mm-hmm. they don't make the same mistake I made because they want to be nice but still want to take information from you.
0: Oh, yeah. Just like cops. Yeah. They're, they
2: are yeah. cops. Yeah. And they were very really nice in my case. Nice mm. is
0: easier for yeah. them, too. Yeah. They're like They'll be nice until they don't have to be nice. I know there are uh, and I knew
2: uh, in the detention center, I, I saw a very rough, uh, uh, ice agent, very. Yeah, but this was not nice. Since you you see him, uh, so it's what I'm doing. So what's right the now.
0: advice? Do you, how do you avoid getting detained?
2: Well, now, well, it, there is. They they have twenty four hours to study where you are and what you are doing, and yeah. you have few seconds to act. So the, my advice is: use uh, response what you have to respond. No, no, provide any information. Do you say talk. your name. Don't do you, talk. Do you have to talk? No, you don't have. You have the right to remain silent, and you can ask them uh, to uh, uh, to call your lawyer immediately. Yeah. Before you say. You anything can else? provide a, a, a card from your lawyer. Call my lawyer. You don't have the right to open the door unless they have a judicial order, signed by a judge. It seems not like immigration uh, judge.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. It has
2: to be a, a how they call it a superior court, su- a, a court, like that. but not immigration because immigration judge can sign a paper and they put that and they and they try to confuse people. Uh huh.
0: So, so they'll use different tactics to, yeah, to gain. Yeah. Information or get consent from you to give up your rights.
2: uh, It's sad to say, but uh, we know, and we in this community know, that they persuaded some Latino people, at least one here in the area, that is kind of informant to them. Mm So Classic he's, maneuver. Yes. He's getting information from his friends, Latino friends and other people, friends, and, and give the information to them. so they,
0: uh, Odds are it's probably a person who's trying to avoid being deported or yeah. getting in trouble themselves, right? Yeah. That's tough. It only takes one in a community to, yeah. to you know, cause to lots destroyed of problems. lives. <laughs> it's terrible. So how do we help? What, what could we do as a community to rally behind you and other people who are in a similar situation?
2: Yeah, fortunately, with this organization, I'm telling you, Pacific County Immigrant Support, they have raised money. They have a, a, done a very wonderful job with all immigrants that have been impacted by ICE. And now my, they have supported me a lot, not only financially but emotionally also. They are always there there. And now, uh, for, unfortunately, they weren't created when I was while I was a 10, because they pay, uh, they give, they deposit money for you to buy things in the commissary oh, or cool. to get even uh, money for making phone calls now they have video conference inside the detention center which we didn't have when i was there mm-hmm. but uh, they have been a huge support for me so this uh, passive pcis is what we call it for short they have helping me a lot i just want to uh, my uh, the, the help i need is is that the people need to know what is going on that uh with we, de- we deserve a second chance to To be part of the community officially
0: (laughs) yeah i i really agree i don't know a whole lot about immigration and i really started researching it in earnest when i started learning about your case and it's kind of opened my eyes to the fact that this is a major system of injustice that's set up
2: complicated extremely
0: complicated complicated. I, i went looking for for different misconceptions about immigration that people believe to be true and that that are really not true and it it's not a good system there there are major flaws that are just like right out in the open and because it's such a complicated issue and there really aren't any easy answers i feel like most people don't want to talk about it yeah that's right yeah
2: so now i'm just waiting um, and how long did you say you have to wait probably uh, the time frame is till uh, january in January, I would receive probably a response. This so coming January. So you've got almost mm. a year to wait? Yeah. Oh, that's going to uh, be a stressful year. Yeah, and, and mm. if the response is no, I think it's the last resource. Mm-hmm. If the immigration laws changes under this new administration, I would probably have the opportunity or my lawyer, to re- if they deny my case, I think they would have the opportunity to reopen the case, mm-hmm. so we would start since the beginning again. So start all the
0: way from scratch. Yeah,
2: but uh, what we want at this
0: uh, uh, stage is to gain time, because that's all you're yeah. after in the first place. Yeah, you just want the rest yeah. of your time to be here. Yeah, where your home is. Yes. Is this the place you think of when you think of home? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's one third of my life here. Is is I I would have. Move to other places because I have been in different places here, but here is my home, it's my community. But still, with some uh, not well comfortable because of the situation I'm living in mm-hmm. right now. How do you manage all that stress? I use uh, reading, reading. Reading. What are you reading? Right now, and I'm very bad guy because I got a very nice presents for Christmas. I got Ben Hur. Book the what Ben Hur? Ben Hur? Ben Hur. Oh, okay. Remember classic. the movie? It's yeah. classic. I watched the movie. I think if I have seen the movie fifty times is few number. But when That's I Paul Newman, right? the old yeah.
0: okay. was, Ben Hur. Yeah, Well
2: was the old Ben Hur. Is with uh, Charlton Heston. Oh, Charlton. Ben, yeah. I get those guys confused. Yeah, and they release a new uh, remake. Mm-hmm. But I still prefer the nineteen fifties mm-hmm. movie. But the book is so beautiful. It's a, a whole different thing. It's, wow! It is. It's amazing. Do you
0: like reading the classics?
2: Yeah, I love reading the classics. Sometimes I go and back to read these short stories, the Greek uh, mythology. I love the Greek myths.
0: Yeah, uh, I read this book I last summer called uh, "Mythos." It's. Oh, um, I think it was a. Oh, what's the guy's name? British guy. But uh, it's, it's like a retelling of all the Greek myths, so yes. all those stories like Those are combined. short
2: stories and yeah. you can use in that. I like
0: setting. those because they yeah. talk about gods as more human-like and yeah. like give them lots of flaws.
2: Yeah, and, but reading in English is very hard f- for me still. I, I start reading and getting uh, a headache mm-hmm. because paying attention, I use wear contact glasses and, and other uh, glasses for reading. And mm-hmm. then it's hard for me. So I, when I start feeling that, I stop, but I still read one chapter or two. I go slow. Active attention
0: is really calorie Consu- I in another language is hard you uh, do do you yes. do the active conversion in your head or like do you think in in Spanish well, when, even you when, let's you're remember, when you remember
2: when you less remember you are you are forgetting that you are tra- interpreting or translating at the same mm-hmm. time you just go through but you find words that you don't understand so I started writing words I don't understand but I said no. I'm going to read it, I leave the words I do ne- don't understand, and then I'm going to read it again, mm-hmm. taking the time to take notes. That's how I study. And, exactly. And, and, but another favorite book of mine is Don Quixote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a long, long, that's a child, but it's culture from Spain and mm-hmm. that stuff. But
0: I've noticed that about older books. They're so much slower yeah. than, uh, than a modern contemporary writing. Like yeah. it takes a third of the book to get all the all the setup out of the way, and like once you know the characters, then the good stuff starts. And once you've invested that much time, then it's like, oh my god, this book is incredible. Yeah. But if you don't if you don't make it through that, you know, few days of reading the boring stuff, it's it's hard. It's just different. People's attention spans are shorter yeah. now.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting book, but going back to Ben Hur is, is an amazing book. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Who wrote that? I. Don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't either.
2: Yeah, but this, this, this book I got, it was from he the writer's granddaughter. The, um, the, uh... I don't know if it's
0: Wallace, the last name. That's okay. Um, well, I just had a question. It was on the tip of my tongue. I lost it. Oh, yeah. So, it, it seems like your your stress levels are probably through the roof given yeah, yeah. your legal problems and the fact that you're restricted in what you can do with your time. and uh, Also, there's probably—are there still people watching you and, and keep track of what you're doing? Are ICE agents still around the community?
2: We know I just knew that they were still around, but I don't believe people sometimes because some people, they just—mostly uh, Latino people because uh, Latino people don't understand the way the government works, mm-hmm. and they just watch a uh, patrol. Which is the county? Uh, uh-huh. The sheriff. They see a black suburban. And, oh, is is the is the ice? Yeah, paranoia. They see the white and oh, the ice I are here. It's paranoia, but I, if I see, I know where they are or they they come from. So you
0: can tell yeah, who's who. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably even know some yes, of the but, county cops. But
2: I know that I f- have that sensation that someone is following me. Mm-hmm. And That's very bad to feel that. Uh, yeah, that that's I, not good. Uh, go in my car every morning I feel that someone is following me oh my and god it's, it's, it's so horrible
0: yeah that's not so, good yeah. that's that's gonna take a toll on your health yeah over time yeah. You do you do any meditation or, or kind of restorative no. practices no 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 you I better I, get on I that use, buddy I
2: just scan this
0: you do, yeah. Because I just started,
2: and mm-hmm. and then when uh, the ideas come, mm-hmm. how if this
0: happens? What if this? So it's yeah, that's distracting. Our, yeah, our brains are very good at spinning stories yes, and out I, of control.
2: I most of the time busy doing something. Uh, I have uh, my days off separated, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, Friday and Monday, and I'm doing volunteer activities on Fridays. This coming Friday, I told you I have this training. So always doing something, visiting a family, uh, delivering things. I think that's
0: probably the healthiest thing you could do Yeah, is, is give your time to other people, yeah. give your attention to other people. Yeah, and... And I just don't used to say people, oh, you did this for me or you
2: got this for me because of me. No, it's it's not for you to decide
0: that. Yeah. Wow, Mario, this is yeah. a pretty. You have a really incredible story, <laughs> and it's. I I I want to be able to help you. I want. I would like to help. I I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, the the the. I think the help and this is a good platform to do it. Is the the American people need to know about us, that they uh, know widely what we are doing and what we are not doing. And we agree that if there is a bad Latino, they don't just deserve to be here. People are just people. Yes, yes, so so if uh, people, American people know, because I have met people that uh, about what we talk about, that we don't pay taxes, that we steal their job. There are many people that still believe that, and the good help is, is for us to let them know that that's not true
0: yeah yeah i think that's important and probably really powerful because when you don't see it and you don't have exposure you're not out there doing the research you just don't know and then it becomes really easy to be ignorant without i mean that's exactly what ignorance is it's just not knowing yeah but yeah i think talking about your story is really helpful so thank you for coming on the show Thank you for inviting me and for having me here do you have anything else you would like to cover while we're here
2: no i think that is the important thing was the immigration thing and i think that's
0: well thank good you for enough. being here it's <laughs> it really seems obvious to me that you add a lot of value to this community my wife thank you works with you or worked I, with you i was her assistant yeah and <laughs> she said point. you were great <laughs> oh yeah she mentioned also that you got hit by a car at some point she broke her pelvis and um, when she was in recovery, she was just barely able to walk. And she said that you were working in her room and that you, you had mentioned that you had to recover from some kind of serious injury. And I, it I
2: was hit by a drunk driver uh,
0: 25 years ago. Oh,
2: and he broke my two legs, uh, uh, bones exposed. Oh, God. And I was uh, one year, uh, half year in recovery, in surgeries. So I have my... Legs reconstructed, plates,
0: screws, and. Do you still have any plates and screws in there? Yeah, I still have them. There. Oh man! So just I imagine it. Cold weather and that kind of stuff. Cold
2: weather, uh, warm weather, humid. So, God,
0: yeah, Mario. What, double broken legs. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, people? We yeah. gotta help. We gotta help this guy. And when <laughs> I was
2: six years old, I was attacked by a doberman. God. And that's my f- scars in my face and. Dogs but, are terrifying. But I still love dogs. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love dogs.
0: Yeah, they're pretty Pets great in general. But how did how you end up in the get in the crosshairs of this Doberman?
2: Oh, he was my neighbor's dog. Mm. I was friend of his son. And Territorial
0: dispute. Yeah, but he was tying
2: his chain, and so well, it was my fault. And I told the the owner it was my fault because he killed him. Oh. and i told him please don't do it but i was all my face covered with blood he yeah. didn't even know the damage of the bites and stuff i, I told him please don't do it he just saw me in blood the whole thing and i told him please don't do it i love that dog yeah but that dog so, is dangerous so he told me i don't like a dog that don't live don't love kids
0: it's it's abundantly clear that you are a good person who adds value to this community and people will see that. And I know it doesn't always mean something to everybody, but I know you're a religious man and I'm going to keep you in my prayers because you deserve to be here and this community deserves to have people like you. Thank you so much. So I don't keep have up the good words, words
2: to say thank you, to say how, how express my gratitude to people, to the community, to all, the, all my community that I'm part of
0: and I'm lucky to be here (laughs) I think we're all lucky to be here (laughs) yeah I don't yeah I don't think you're any more lucky than anyone else yeah (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right everybody well thank you so much for being here with us for this conversation it has been a pleasure um write your state senators do something I don't know what to do but you you know you're probably smarter than me so let's figure this out Immigration is a tough issue, but if we don't start talking about it and figuring out how we're going to fix it, it's never going to change. We're losing good people from our communities. There's lots of problems. Let's, let's just make it one of the things we care about. Alright. It's been a pleasure, guys. I love you. Bye.